بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ثم قست قلوبكم من بعد ذلك فهي كالحجاره او اشد قسوه وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يا علي اطلب المعروف من من رحماء امتي وتعيشوا في اكنافهم ولا تطلبوه من من القاسيه قلوبهم فان اللعنه تنزل عليهم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وان بعد الناس من الله تعالى القلب القاسي صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين so when we look around and when we see that um all of the ibadat that we perform be it salah or the duas that we, that we just uh, recited or the quran we recite or the zikr we do regardless like what ibadat it is if you see the common factor between all the ibadat was to work on the heart because any ibadat that that, uh, that we perform the effect of that ibadat is first uh, i mean the heart is affected by that ibadat so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that whenever a person uh, commits a sin and due to that sin a black dot appears on the person's heart now if the, if the person makes toba or if he does uh, a good deed then because uh, of that effect of that ibadat and the good action that black dot is erased but if the perf- um, but if the person he continues to uh, indulge himself in sins and he does not stop and he does not make toba to allah subhanahu wa taala then that uh, those i mean the heart begins to cover up with those black dots until the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says until the heart becomes hard like a rock but this but still this heart is still a heart right i mean uh, the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that uh, the uh, uh, the black dots will cover the whole heart and it it, it will become hard like a rock but the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam did not say that nothing will penetrate this heart so i'll just stop here and i will just uh, explain what that ayat means so allah subhanahu wa taala said in the quran in surah baqarah thumma qasat qulubukum min ba'di dhalika fa hiya kal hijarati aw ashaddu qaswa so allah subhanahu wa taala in bani israil the first half of bani israil is mostly about uh, the actions of bani israil how allah subhanahu wa taala blessed bani israil how allah subhanahu wa taala overlooked their mistakes and their sins 
And even after all of this, Allah still forgive them. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that after all the things you have done, the, I mean, even though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed you amongst all the nations, and uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kept on forgiving you time and time again. And uh, on top of all of this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you freedom from Fir'aun. He gave you uh, a book, a sharia, that had never happened in the past. Even Ibrahim alayhi salam came, but he wasn't given a sharia. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed Musa alayhi salam and Bani Israel with a sharia and a new book. And even if the, uh, after all of this, and, and on top of all of this, their disobedience not only to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but to Musa alayhi salam. They would ask unnecessary questions. And not because they were serious, they uh, as, uh, as to mock Musa alayhi salam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, even if the, uh, after all of this, your hearts became hard like a rock. Rather, no, uh, not hard like a rock, but rather worse than it, but harder than a rock. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives examples and he says, because there are some rocks through which streams gush forth, streams come out. And there are some rocks from which rivers flow. You see uh, Zamzam. Where is it coming from? From a rock. Musa alayhi salam, uh, he hits uh, his staff uh, on the rocks. And 12 springs come out of those rocks. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, the third type of rocks is, even though they... Uh, I mean, the waters don't come out of it, but still they fall due to the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so much they, that they fall. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, but your hearts, your hearts are hard like a rock, even like worse than them. So again, like all of the ibadah that we perform is, I mean, the effect is on the heart. So it's said that uh, Isa alayhi salam once was walking with his disciples, with his uh, students, with his sahaba. And they happened to pass by uh, this graveyard. So, Musa alayhi, uh, so uh, Isa alayhi salam uh, is walking, the, grave, uh, the graveyard itself is in ruins. And you could see some skulls scattered around, some bones. So Isa alayhi salam, as he walks, he comes across this uh, skull and he takes a look at it but he kicks but he kicks it like really hard then uh, they walk past and then they come through a, uh, they come across a second skull uh, so uh, Isa takes a look at it but he just like moves it away from his path and then they walk for a few more steps and they come along, they come across this uh, a third skull and Isa alayhi salam picks it up and keeps it in a place where no one can step. So now the 
students of Isa alayhi salam are curious. They said, uh, Ya Nabi Allah, that O Messenger of Allah, uh, what was this? I mean, we came across we, these three skulls and you kicked one of them, you moved one of them and you kept this skull like in a really honorable manner. So Isa alayhi salam sat down and he made his students uh, sit down and he said, look, the first skull that we came across was of a non-Muslim, was of a, uh, uh, was of a kafir that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent messengers to him and he heard the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He, uh, uh, he used to uh, come across by the messengers but he used to refuse to listen to the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He used to, and whenever a messenger would come calling out to him or the people inviting them uh, uh, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this person would put his fingers in his ears so not to listen to the message of these messengers. So this skull was that, that nothing good went through it. So this is a really despicable person who disobeyed not only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but also the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he never listened to it. So he kept that skull away. And the second skull that we came through, we, uh, uh, we came across was of a believer that even though that he was a Muslim, he believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the messengers but he used to listen to the, uh, the message of Allah from one ear and he used to take it out of the other means he, he, was not, uh, he was not practicing. So even though there is some uh, izzat and there is some respect and there is some honor because that person was a believing person but in fact he, didn't, he was not practicing. And the third skull that we came across was of a believer. That he heard the message of Allah, practiced on that, uh, on, on that message he stayed in the suhba and in the companionship of the messenger and then anything that he heard, he practiced. He didn't let the, that thing come out of the other ear. So this, was, this skull is really respectable and, and really honorable and that is why I kept it, uh, I mean I honored it. So the ulama, they, they uh, mention this uh, story and they say that we should be from the third person, right? We must make an intention that whenever we hear something good, we make an intention that we uh, practice on uh, whatever we hear. And this is why uh, it's something beautiful that the people, I mean the ulama uh, or our teachers gave us a hidayat. That even though we study the four schools of faith, right? We study the four schools of fiqh, the Hanafi, Shafi, Maliki, Hanbali. But the teachers would always advise us that, look, even though you are a Hanafi by madhab, that you have studied Hanafi maslak the, all of your life, and you will be practicing on this for your life. But, but the other three schools of fiqh are also based on the ahadith of the Prophet so it must be our practice that we uh, pray on and practice on at least all of those ahadiths. 
so my, uh, so our teachers would always advise us that sometimes whenever you have some time uh, or you are praying nafal or sunnah pray like the other imams pray like the other schools of fiqh why so that you are able to practice on all of the ahadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and it must not be that we hear the hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and we don't practice it so you see how it's linked so that that even though we uh, don't practice on a certain madhab it doesn't mean that we truly leave the ahadith out rather we try to practice on those ahadith as well so sometimes when we are praying uh, uh, any nafal we uh, we try to pray it as how imam malik rahmatullahi alayhi has mentioned because again that's also based on the ahadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam so by the way the uh, the the thing is that the qalb and the heart is the most precious of the organs of the whole body it's like the king it rules over the body so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and uh, uh, and allah subhanahu wa taala the whatever ibadat that they have prescribed it's to beautify the heart right it's to beautify the heart it's to remove any weed out of the heart so that the heart it stays clean because because allah subhanahu wa taala uh, uh, musa alaihi salam when he was making dua to allah subhanahu wa taala that ya allah forgive my uh, uncle and please ya allah enter me uh, to jannah without any hisab kitab you know he was making dua so he said ya allah wala tukhzini yawma yub'athun yawma la yanfa'u malu wala banun that ya allah don't um, um, make me lose on the day of judgment the day in which neither the uh, children nor the mal will be of any benefit id illa irja illa man atallaha bi qalbin salim except the only person who will be saved from the punishment of allah subhanahu wa taala will be the one who will come to allah subhanahu wa taala will with qalbun salim what is qalbun salim okay Uh, again this is a very lengthy topic but i'll just keep it short qalbun salim means salim means sound and qalb means heart okay why do we think that the heart is called qalb in arabic because the fact is that qalb here it's doesn't stay in balance right it uh, it doesn't stay in balance so to keep the heart in balance right all of these ibadat are prescribed what do i mean by this example if we come to the masjid or if we stay in the company of the ulama and the pious people do you think that our, uh, our hearts will be motivated to do good obviously right but at the same time let's say we are in a environment that's evil that's not good then our uh, you will see that uh, our hearts will invite us to do something which is bad or uh, they will invite us to commit sins so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam so one day hanzala radhiyallahu anhu and this is a famous uh, story that we continuously hear time and time again hanzala radhiyallahu anhu he comes through 
and he's walking towards the house of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he says, uh, and he's crying. So Abu Bakr who he comes outside his door and he says, oh, 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 what makes you sad? He says that uh, I think I'm a munafiq. And he explains that, uh, that I think I'm a munafiq because when I stay in the company of the Prophet wasallam, I feel spiritual. And when I leave the company of the Prophet wasallam, and I go home with my wife and my children, my heart is not the same as I am with the Prophet So I think I'm a munafiq because nifaq and hypocrisy means that in public you are something else and in private you are something else. So, um, uh, so looking at the situation and looking at his own condition, Abu Bakr one who thinks, Oh Hanzala, I'm the same. So both of them, sad, depressed, they go to the Prophet ﷺ. And uh, in the company of the Prophet ﷺ, they say, Ya Rasulullah, this is our condition. So the Prophet ﷺ listens and he smiles and he says, Look, your hearts will not be the same as when you are with me and when you are alone. Because if it were the same, I mean, if your hearts were to be the same as they are when you are with me, then the angels would make musafaha in your beds, which is basically impossible. Because again, that's the condition of the heart. So when, you are, when we are in, the, uh, in a pious company, in a good environment, then the condition of the heart is different. And when we, are, uh, when we leave, the, the conditions of the heart is different. And that is why, even though the nafal and the sunnah is prescribed to pray at home, and we come to the masjid only to pray the fard. But the ulama nowadays say, that, no, I mean, it's better to perform all your prayers except the nafal in the masjid. Why? Because many of us, when we pray our fard here, we think, okay, let's go home and pray sunnah. But most likely, it will be not possible for us to pray those sunnats at home because as soon as we get home, we become busy. The Prophet says, one of the benefits of praying our sunnah and nafil at home is what? That the Prophet says the hearts will not die. The hearts will not die if you pray your sunnats and your nafil at home. Why? The reason is because it's a struggle to pray our sunnats and nafil at home. That's one. And the second thing, the amazing benefit is that when we pray our sunnats and nafil at home, then the children will also learn how to pray. So that's one of the meanings. But by the way, the, the thing is that the Prophet ﷺ says that وَإِنَّ أَبَعَدَ النَّاسِ مِنَ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى الْقَلْبُ الْقَاسِي That the heart that is the farthest from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the heart that is farthest, not like far, the heart that is farthest from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the heart which is hard like a rock. Which is hard like a rock. Al-Qalbu Al-Qasi In the other hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that uh, and he is uh, advising Ali radiallahu anhu. And he says, Ali, 
اطلب المعروفہ من روحما امتی ڈونٹ جسٹ گو آؤٹ اینڈ سیک گڈنیس فرام دا پیپل لائک آل دا پیپل ڈونٹ پن یور ہوپس آن آل دا پیپل ڈونٹ ایکسپیکٹ کائنڈنیس اینڈ مرسی فرام آل دا پیپل دا پروفیٹ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم از ایڈوائزنگ علی رضی اللہ عنہ اینڈ امیجن علی رضی اللہ عنہ ون آف دا کلوزیسٹ ٹو دا پروفیٹ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اف ہی از بینگ ایڈوائزڈ سو دا پروفیٹ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سیز اطلب المعروفہ من رو من روحما امتی دیٹ سیک گڈنیس اینڈ اگین ان ان گڈنیس کائنڈنیس مرسی آل آف دا گڈ کمس سو ہی سیز دیٹ سیک گڈنیس فرام دا سافٹ ہارٹ پیپل آف مائی امہ فرام دا پیپل ہو آر سافٹ ہارٹڈ وہ تعیشو فی اکنافہم اینڈ اینڈ ناٹ اونلی دس علی بٹ آلسو اسٹے اراؤنڈ دیم means stay uh, in the company of the people who are soft hearted subhanallah this is uh, so amazing let me just give you an example uh, so when we were in the madrasa uh, in the small madrasa because it is a kind of a thing that uh, in the initial years we study in the madrasa in a, in a small madrasa because the focus is good and Uh, when it comes to daura hadith and graduation or ifta we uh, the ulama go to a uh, the a bigger madrasa so it's my experience that when we were in the madrasa the teachers who were young uh, who were just graduated or who were young who were of this hot blood they were always strict uh, they were strict in uh, teaching in tarbiya they were strict in also giving numbers right uh, so the students were most uh, more afraid of the young teachers than the older ones why because the older teachers were were always merciful they used to give numbers even though like um, apparently they would look strict but they were the most soft hearted so uh, in darlum dioban uh, all the teachers are seniors like in the 70s 75 80 and uh, really uh, a teacher in the dora hadith is maybe uh, uh, below 60 or below 70 but you see that when we and the doors are open all year around after asar to maghrib and you don't need a permission or a appointment to go and meet them uh, if they are walking from the masjid or the madrasa to home just hold their hand and just like go with them and they will be happily uh, advising you on anything you want so this is a beautiful uh, thing that we uh, got to see in uh, in the madrasa so uh, all the teachers like who are of older age uh, and especially in the bigger madrasa they were the most soft hearted that you have ever seen ever seen so uh, so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is saying that O Ali, seek goodness and kindness from the soft-hearted people. Not everyone, because n- not everyone can give you the same. And not everyone is befitting of your expectations. So seek goodness and kindness from the soft-hearted people of my ummah and stay in their company. And subhanallah, this is the thing. So whenever you uh, uh, would visit some... Uh, alim or a scholar of a older age right 
and it has happened like so many, not like once, twice, maybe tens or hundreds of times that when we, uh, it is said in the books of the Samwuf that when you sit with the, with the ulama Rabbani, uh, ulama Rabbani, and say that they haven't spoken a word, you will still benefit from their company. You will still benefit from their company. So we used to go and sit with our teachers like Mufti Sayyid Sapalanpuri or other teachers. And we used to sit sometime from Asar to Maghrib and sometimes, most of the times the majlis and the gathering would be amazing. They used to, I mean, uh, even though the topic would be something different, but we used to always benefit from anything they would speak. But sometimes it would happen that all it would happen in the majlis, in the gathering was just stay quiet. Not a word at all. We used to come after Asr, stay until Maghrib, not a word spoken. Hazrat is doing the, his own work and we are like just uh, sitting with him. Nothing is happening. But you will feel the spirituality when you leave their majlis, when you leave their gathering. Right? So why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, and His mercy, I mean, His, uh, Allah's mercy, it descends on the pious people. So it is said that when you sit in the suhbah and in the companionship of the pious people, the drops of or the shower of mercy that descends on them, that is showered upon them, some of those drops will also fall upon the gathering as well. Uh, so this is why the famous hadith that if a, when a person is in the majlis, uh, when, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's remembrance is happening, Allah forgives all the people. And then the angels say, Ya Allah, there, there was one person who came to the majlis, to the gathering, but he didn't come to the, uh, with the purpose of listening. He just came. He was just like sitting, maybe waiting for a friend or maybe just like uh, arresting, but he didn't come towards uh, as a specific purpose so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says what no my angels the gathering is so blessed that those people who stay in their company will also be forgiven so uh, this uh, this was the meaning of being soft-hearted that um, and the, uh, and the, uh, and then the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says ta'ishu fi aknafihim stay in the suhba and in the companionship of these five people and then he says, وَلَا تَطْلُبُوهُ مِنَ الْقَاسِيَةِ قُلُوبُهُمْ But O oh Ali, don't expect the same kindness and goodness from the people whose heart is hard like a rock. Don't expect the same kindness and goodness from the people whose heart is hard like a rock. فَإِنَّ اللَّعَنَةَ تَنْزِلُ عَلَيْهِمْ Because Allah's curse descends upon those hearts. Allah's curse descends upon those hearts. So again, like I said, this, uh, I mean, uh, I was planning to uh, also elaborate, um, um, I mean, what are the things that make the heart like hard like a rock and what, are, what, is, the cure in, uh, what is the cure? But maybe inshallah we'll leave it for uh, uh, some other time. Uh, but as I said that whenever we come to the, uh, or whenever we are doing something good, be it at home or here, or whenever, just make an intention that, Ya Allah, uh, please bring a good effect right, to my heart through these uh, ibadat. Because intentions matter. Like intentions are precious. So uh, even though 
uh, all the good things they affect the heart, but intentions they they, uh, they make it more beneficial, right? So uh, maybe we can request the ulama to speak on this uh, in a uh, extensive manner. Uh, but the whole purpose of the ibadat and the prayer, the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa taala, is that it penetrates the heart. It uh, and no good that we do, right? Will uh, be uh, uh, will leave us without any uh, effect. Even the dhikr of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. It is said that if a person ta- uh, says the name of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala through forgetfulness, right? If a person says the name of Allah like Allah uh, through uh, forgetfulness or just like this, it will still be beneficial for the heart it will still benefit the heart means that whenever a person uh, takes the name of uh, of, uh, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it will have an effect on the heart and this is why the Prophet sallallahu said that the qiyamah will not come until there is at least one person who says Allah Allah what does this mean this means that when uh, near the day of judgment when people will say uh, it is said that when people I mean Tawbah will still be uh, valid until a person says Allah Allah so now uh, what's going to happen it comes in a hadith that near the day of judgment a person will say that I had heard from my forefathers that they used to believe in this one God and they used to say Allah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says and the Prophet says that these people will still be added as believers these people will still be added as believers. So imagine the effect and the benefit of just knowing the name of Allah. That's it. Right? So uh, taking the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still has benefits. So inshallah, that whenever we uh, do something good, we have to have this intention that, uh, that Ya Allah, I mean, through all of this good that, that I'm doing, please benefit and please uh, have a positive effect on the heart. And inshallah, uh, we will see our hearts, uh, I mean, uh, having an effect. And at the same time, uh, the, the second thing is that um, the, the sole purpose of the sabwuf, and uh, again, the sole purpose of uh, the Quran, the hadith, and the sunnats, and the seerah of the Prophet, وسلم, the seerah of the Sahaba, no matter what uh, you have, right? It is again all of it to beautify the heart. To beautify the heart. Because the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, again, again, this will we will discuss this sometime later when we have this. But, uh, but one of the greatest uh, cures to uh, the hardness of the heart is to recite the Quran. Right? Is to recite the Quran. Because even those people who came to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam with uh, this uh, with this sort of ha- hearts, right? You have Umar anhu. He left his house to kill the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he listened to the uh, the Quran, and his heart is changed. Tufail bin Amr Adosi anhu. He comes to the uh, he comes to Makkah, and he's a famous well-known poet in uh, the whole of Arabia 
And now the people of Makkah, they are already planning that look, when Tufail comes to Makkah, we will tell him to stay away from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he comes uh, he, uh, uh, to Makkah and the people, they advise him, look, just do whatever you want, but stay away from Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So after a few days, I mean, uh, Tufail, uh, 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 he, he goes to the Kaaba, he makes tawaf, he prays over there. He has his gatherings and majlis over there. And he's seeing that Muhammad wasallam is standing near the Kaaba praying. And after a few days, a thought comes to his mind and he says, look, I'm a smart person, I'm intelligent, and I'm well known. So uh, what harm is there if I listen to what that, that person has to say? So he goes with this thought and he listens to what the Prophet wasallam has to say. And his heart is changed. Now, this, such a famous person whose literature, whose poetry is famous all around Arabia. What changes his heart? Just the recitation of the Quran. So, uh, again, like whenever we sit down to uh, uh, read the Quran, uh, Hazrat uh, Shah Abdullah Rahmatullahi Ali, he was the uh, Sheikh of uh, Hazrat Hakim Akhtar Sahib Rahmatullahi Ali he used to say he used to advise something beautiful and, uh, and that's the purpose because uh, no, uh, it's uh, not only that we hear something but we also take at least one cure with us inshallah is that Hazrat Shah Sahib Rahmatullahi Ali used to say that look whenever and he used to visit the, uh, the Madaris and he used to advise the children and the ulama uh, as well and every year in the month of Ramadan, he used to have this uh, etakaf for the, not for the children or not for the layman. He used to have etakaf for the ulama. And uh, you used to see principals of the big madaris visiting Hazrat's uh, Khancha, um, I mean, to benefit. So he used to advise that, look, whenever you sit down to recite the Quran, you have to make some intentions. Right? You have to make some intentions. The first intention is that, Ya Allah, I'm, reading the, uh, I'm reciting the Quran because uh, to follow your command, to follow your order. Because you have ordered us to recite the Quran and I'm here to fulfill the order. Right? That's one. That's one intention. That, Ya Allah, I'm reciting the Quran uh, to fulfill your command. The second is that. Uh, I'm, uh, and then he used to say that whenever you recite the Quran, recite as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is listening to the Quran. So how will you recite the Quran if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was to recite? I mean, if uh, your teacher or if uh, one of the ulama was to say, okay, recite the Quran. I mean, how we would begin to shiver. Okay, like, uh, I mean, will I make a mistake? Uh, or will I be reciting the Quran in a proper manner? Uh, what if uh, he corrects me uh, in front of the whole majlis? Right? So how would you recite the Quran in front of your teacher? The second and the third is that recite the Quran as if you are reciting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I mean, if it's not possible to, uh, to think the second, think that Allah, uh, you are reciting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if when you think the, of these three things, number one is to recite the Quran uh, to fulfill the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Recite the Quran thinking that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself is listening to you. And the third is 
read the Quran or recite the Quran thinking that you are uh, saying it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he used to say that when you have these three intentions in your mind and when you recite uh, the Quran with these thoughts, then certainly the Quran will have an effect on your heart. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq uh, to act upon what has been said. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also give us tawfiq to continuously work upon our heart. Right? Uh, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cleanse our hearts uh, of all the sins, of all the dirt, of, of any filth uh, that uh, it may have. Inshallah, we'll make a quick dua, inshallah, and we'll disperse. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammad wa barik wa sallim. اللهم إنا نسألك العفو والعافية والمعافاة الدائمة في ديننا ودنيانا وآخرتنا اللهم استر عوراتنا وآمن روعتنا اللهم احفظنا من بين أيدينا ومن خلفنا وعن يميننا وعن شمالنا ومن فوقنا ونعوذ بعظمتك أن نغتال من تحتنا برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى وجعل آخرتنا خيرا من الأولى اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع وقلب لا يخشع ونفس لا تشبع ومن عين لا تدمع ومن دعاء لا يسمع ومن دعوة لا يستجاب لها يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من زوال نعمتك وتحول عافيتك وفجاءة نقمتك وجميع سخطك اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من جهد البلاء ودرك الشقاء وسوء القضاء وشماتة الأعداء اللهم رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرا رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرا رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرا ربنا أوزعنا أن نشكر نعمتك التي أنعمت علينا وعلى والدينا وأن نعمل صالحا ترضاه وأدخلنا برحمتك في عبادك الصالحين وأدخلنا برحمتك في عبادك الصالحين وأصلح لنا ذريتنا إنا تبنا إليك وإنا من المسلمين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذ منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وأنت المستعان وليك البلاغ لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم اللهم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين والحمد لله رب العالمين